Welcome back for another episode of Counting the Stars. I'm Mary Gillum, and I'm here for morning coffee with my husband, Malone Gillum, where we ponder and discuss the big questions of life. Who are we? Why are we the way we are? What is truth and what is fiction? And just as endless as the stars in the sky are, our exploration never runs out of new questions and discoveries. So grab a cup of coffee for yourself if you like, and join us as we dive into what's unfolding this week. Let's focus in on seeing a little more of life and truth and do some growing up together as family. Here we go. Good morning. Morning. It's another week, another day, another hour. It's been a long hour, uh, or long hours. I didn't sleep much. I don't, you know, people manifest their energy in different ways and I just, I'm agitated with the division that is so apparent around us in the midst of this coronavirus. Um, And of course, I was about to use the word pandemic, which is fine with me, but others would say that it's nothing, that it's just a lie. And that's part of the problem that's just got me stirred up is... um, wanting to help lead people in a community of faith Mm. and to be a voice of reassurance and of courage and of hope, but also a voice of caution and reason and uh, unification is difficult. I've never wanted to have an issue at the the forefront of our life and faith because I think it can be so divisive but yet here we are and there's this one doesn't just go away because we don't want to talk about it but mm. so I don't know if you were planning on jumping into the deep end of the pool right away this morning but well, I guess we may we as are. well <laughs> <laughs> but you know um, last night just for setting's sake, you know, President Trump and um, some reporters were speaking from the Lincoln Memorial. And I watched a little bit of it, but the thing, I, the comment I want to make is just Lincoln's words came right back to me watching that, that uh, as he's quoting scripture, a house divided against itself cannot stand. And, you know, when crisis is upon you, the smart reaction is to rally together, to unify in order to face the crisis and get through it, laying aside uh, some interests and some uh, freedom and some rights for the common good of the other. But I don't see much of that happening around me. There is, it is happening Let me be clear, but there's also plenty of the other happening. Mm -hmm. 
So, um, you know, not to necessarily co-opt this entire talk with that sort of thing. That's just what's going on kind of in my mind. And I, I was up last night thinking about it um, because it breaks my heart that people uh, want some clarity. There's so much confusion and in desperation because we've been doing this quarantine thing for a while. Um, I think there's people who are right on the verge of wanting to throw up their hands and and say, well, you know, damn the torpedoes full steam ahead. We I can't keep doing this. And and I understand, I empathize with the with the feelings. I'm I'm tired of doing it too. Yeah. Um but you know, the sacrifice for our fellow man, uh even I guess that takes on different um positions. Some would say, well, I'm sacrificing by demanding that things open now for the betterment of the common good. <clears throat> so, you know, perspective is a an amazing thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this applies directly. It certainly applies to all of us. Um, but just see how this... Um, sounds to you or how it bounces off you in kind of the frame of mind you're in. I've been thinking about inner world versus outer world and how for each of us, they're always colliding. Um, we're always dealing with the tension between those two places for all of us and how at a time of crisis, you sometimes that tension is at a high peak <laughs> mm-hmm. and how much is that contributing to this um, unrest and division that, that you're talking about. So when I talk about inner world, outer world, and um, as we go through life, how we can set up the world around us to avoid dealing with what's going on on the inside, thinking that it's too much to bear or we don't know how to deal with it. So we're going to set up our outer world to find some comfort, whether it be our need to control or soothe or um, escape and how we do those things in our outer world. And so when our outer world is then shaken, where do we flee? (laughs) Well, that's right. Um, There's no shelter from the storm, it would seem. Connected with that thought of kind of what's happening on the inside of us versus the circumstances pressing in upon us, is um, the, th- the thought that it's difficult, I think, for me at least, in the best of times, to remain what I'm going to call centered. Like, um, 
where I'm spending some time in contemplation and, uh, you know, trying to live in balance is another word for it. Mm-hmm. And in the midst of, of the pressing chaos, how much more difficult that at least has been for me. And so as I was up last night thinking about this, just uh, almost looking at myself, saying, I'm so agitated because right now I'm out of balance. Um, so it's not so much that I'm trying to point the finger and indict anybody else. Right. No, I'm looking at myself. I'm agitated. I'm, I'm askew. Um, and how hard it is, uh, certainly in these circumstances, at least for me, to remember to take care of some needful things. Uh, and focus on at least, and then for me, this would be the uh, my union with God in Jesus Christ, um, which is the grounding of all things, as far as I'm concerned. And and as I, I neglect that, it's easy to get caught up in the the fury of the day. Yeah. Um, I read in a book recently, um, it's a book, I think the title is God, Women, and Food. I'll, I'll put it in the notes if you're interested in looking at it. But it's um, a woman who has spent her career developing a ministry or um, kind of a practice of helping people who are compulsive eaters. Um, who have this great tension between their inner worlds and their outer worlds and have chosen or have, have, um, have gone to food as a way to comfort themselves and to find some peace. Um, and her mission is to help women realize that they don't, it's not food so much that's the issue, and it's not that they need to be fixed. It's more of a returning to what's happening in their inner world, what's happening, what is the suffering that they think they can't handle, they can't tolerate, they'll die if they face it, and how to sit down with it and, and realize it's not going to kill them, whatever it is inside that they've been running away from you're not going to die when you face it it won't be easy but i think that right now um is actually a great opportunity for people to um, be encouraged to turn inward with help and and with um and, and this is the great role that the church has right now um, to, to be that guide and to help people realize when you turn inside and sit down and face whatever it is that's messing with you, um, you're not going to be doing that alone. And it may feel like you're alone for a while or for a long time, but that's the best place to encounter a loving God, because that's where he is. He's right there on the inside. He never left from the very beginning, ready to comfort you and 
heal you in that place where the healing needs to happen so that you don't have to run away and escape. Um, and you don't have to hurt yourself and other people any longer, but you can live in a place of wholeness and rest regardless of what's happening on the outside. I, I agree. I, I guess two thoughts about that. The first is, now that I'm thinking about it, whoever wrote this book stole the title of my autobiography. <laughs> Because for me, it could be God, woman, food. Those are my three favorite things. Um, uh, and addictions to all of them, honestly. Which leads me to my second thought, which is predilections or addictions that we have. And I think, we, at least for me, I want to be careful um, when I talk about l- looking for balance and centering and I agree wholeheartedly that God is with us through this journey and never abandons us. I also, at least in my own experience in life, understand that although I've been walking with God <clears throat> for decades, there are still many places in my life where I don't have quote-unquote freedom. Mm-hmm. And if that's kind of the quest for me it's it seems to me that that's the the holy grail it's a red herring right because god is, jesus ought to be my sufficiency not the that i've mastered all of these things that trip me up because of my wonderful ability to center or be disciplined those are wonderful things um but the comforting word and the reassuring word that we are not condemned, even if we continue to stumble and fall, which I'm not shouldn't say we, me, because I do continue to stumble and fall with so many things. Um, but that Jesus, through the Spirit, is walking with me through that, um, never in a condemnatory posture, uh, but in one to bring understanding and empathy and strength, um, but not necessarily mastery. And I could be wrong about that, but that's been my experience um, because, you know, I continue to struggle with so many different things. Wake, you know, being so agitated with this anger is one of them. Mm. I wonder if um, in in our lives, because we are so we are so conditioned to everything needing to be fast, everything needing to be immediate and drive through, and not wanting to wait. Boy, is this a time where we don't want to wait, right? But in this process of like seeking freedom and seeking growth and you know you can just look at the the wellness industry and the um self-improvement industry 
to see that people, you know, they want the quick fix and they, they, they think they need to be fixed in a certain way. But again, I think I hear you saying that it's, we keep evaluating ourselves for some measure of freedom that we expect we should have achieved already by now. I think that's well said. That's exactly right. To me, Jesus is not a self-improvement program. Yeah. Because then we've just co-opted the creator of the universe simply to try to better ourselves um, for some probably ignoble end. I don't know, but... Uh, he's a companion, um, the lover of our souls. He's not uh, a, a program to be worked so that, that I come out the other side, the master of my domain. Yeah. That's, in fact, that's the opposite of what Christ is here to do, it, at least as far as I can tell. Um, there's no greater love than this to lay down your life for your brother, not to become the captain of all you survey, that's that's not the best thing in the world. Yeah. So what if someone told you in your angst and in your fervor to like control the circumstances right now and in your suffering and in all the things that have bugged you about yourself all of your life, if Jesus walks up and said, I don't care about any of that, I love you. And let's let's just go through this next hour together. I'm not judging you. I'm actually devoted to you. How often are people hearing that? Yeah, not often enough. And clearly I'm not either. <laughs> and I've for heaven's sakes, I'm a minister. Which just shows I think that you know, that scripture that we work out our salvation. I think that's exactly what this is about. It's it's the maturing process, mm-hmm. um, which is a, an incremental process with fits and starts and stumbles and mistakes and messes. Um, and we just don't like those things. Yeah, well, I really admire you. <laughs> Because there's, in the midst of all that's out there right now, there are a lot of people who are putting on a really great face and and saying all the right words, but you can hear it's not genuine. Mm. Yeah. And I really appreciate your honesty. Thank you. It's one of those things I can't hardly get away from, isn't it? (laughs) So I really do appreciate that. Uh, Taking, receiving a compliment is another thing I struggle with, um, which says more about me than anything, anything else. But in the midst of this struggle, not only for myself, but certainly I see and sense it for the ones I love, um, the desire to be strong for them, mm. um, to uh, be an encourager. Uh, as you just said, 
I tell you, that can be difficult because I want to be an encourager for uh, not only certainly my family, but my friends, the faith community. Um, Expectations of encouragement, though, can be that kind of false cheerleading, uh, motivational speaker, plastic, let's pump up the crowd and then walk away and nothing's changed. And I can fall victim to wanting to do that too, because sometimes encouragement is the comforting recognition that we're sitting in the middle of the slough of despond and it really sucks, but we're not alone. (laughs) But (laughs) I hope people can understand that that actually is, there is comfort there rather than the false um, triumphalism of, uh, hey, everything's okay. Uh, The emperor's got some great new clothes, doesn't he? (laughs) (laughs) So in that vein, how, how would you relate the word hope to this entire conversation? Good question. Uh, I, I see hope as being resident or existing in Christ, in Jesus, with whom I am connected. So I say that to say that hope is not dependent upon me or how I feel necessarily. Um, he is my hope. Uh, I know He holds me and sustains my very breath. Um, and even beyond the breath on that he sustains me on the other side. So it's that what I've said is too complicated. My hope is that goodness and love and benevolence win the day. Ultimately, the universe is not against me, but that God and his creation is with me and for me. Um, to me, that's the hope, is that um, my future is not determined about, uh, is not determined by my mastery of centering myself or acquiring skill or anything else, mm-hmm. that my future is held by the one who created me and who loves me even though I stumble but he's infinitely patient. Yeah, that's great. That is super, super great. And when you ponder that and when you sit in that and you listen to that and you are reminded of that, you know what it brings? It brings rest. Mm. And that's what we need right now. Yes, I do. (laughs) We all do. Thanks for sharing your time with us today. We hope you feel encouraged and included in all of these discussions. Above all, we really want you to know that you matter. And we're all really just one big family. So until next week, keep noticing your stars. Enjoy your freedom to explore life and just take it one step at a time.